are our weekly dish. Oh it God. is the day of the coronation. Ooh. We uh, Ooh. we're royal watchers over here. Come on, I know. Um, okay, so we were talking all about the brunch things. We are now going to talk about something that is reshaping my eating for 2023. I might have had my Wait, best... do you want to keep it for your top two an hour two? It is my top two an hour Well, two. then you need to say it's top two an hour I two. I know. I'm just getting ready. Oh, okay. Okay, we'll do it now. I felt top like two. you were talking. Top like... two. Top two. My producer's like, away. wait, what is she doing? And now the Weekly Dish presents Top two. Top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two. With it, with it. I just felt like you were like, I was leading go. up to it. I was leading up to it. Okay. okay. And I feel weird about this. Okay. But I really am okay with it because it really is true. Yesterday, I was getting my things ready in the in the Fox studio and I ran into you and your Fox studio. You were getting your stuff cleaned up and I'm moving my stuff in and there's this wrapper um, that has this something in it. And I was like, oh, is that like the new like hippo pocket thing and it had a centro was written on the package and you go yeah do you want one i was like sure so i wrapped it up and i threw it in my bag <laughs> and i was at fox then until like 1 30 that day because we had a meeting after and then i had to clean up all my stuff yeah so i get in the car and i'm starving and I'm oh going God. home, and I know that when I get home, I've got other stuff to do. And I remember, oh, I've got this thing in my bag. And I open up this bag, and in it is what I only know to call a crunch wrap. Yeah. It, it is something that they used to have at Taco Bell. I don't even know if they oh, still do, because I don't go to Taco Bell in the same way I used to, because they changed the meat. But... I'm like, oh, okay, I have this crunch wrap in my bag from Centro that Stephanie featured on Fox. I eat this is hours later. I eat this cold in my car on the way home. And I wanted to eat another one as soon as I was done. It was so good. Oh yeah. I don't even know. Like it's it's beef. Yeah. It's lettuce. Yeah. It's tomato. I think it had sour cream in there. There was yes. like a crunchy part, which I'm assuming was, and it was still crunchy, like yeah. a taco shell. And then it was all wrapped in a big flour tortilla and griddled. Mm-hmm. And it was handheld because I had it in the package. And I, it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. I just was like, is this like one of the best bites of 2023 so far? Cause wow. Wow. You were really hungry too. <laughs> I know, but it really was. Like it was sweet. It was savory. It was like handheld. It was just meeting that moment that sometimes food can in a way that you were just like, mom, mom, mom. I mean, yeah, it was gone by the time I got home. Yeah, they're it good. It was real good. So it's it's Central Crunch. You can't call it a crunch wrap because that's a cease and desist moment. Okay. But you can call it the Central Crunch and they have it. Remember, they just opened Highland. Yeah. So they're in St. Paul too now. And um, so it's there. But they you can also online, you can have them delivered to you as a hippo pockets. And those are some pretty, and they have different flavors in there. You can do a taco hippo pocket. You can do a, a Philly beef, like cheese sandwich hippo pocket. You can do a pizza so hippo pocket. It's so smart. Loved. So good. And I like, well, do I say this is like, but, and maybe it was the moment that it was hitting. Maybe it was the car portability. I think it was a lot of, I would think it was a concert of uh, moments for you. But it was, it was, it was you great. Were, you were there for it. I loved it. Good. Okay, so my first one is going to be um, something that I realize I haven't really talked about lately, but I am 
consuming quite a bit, which is the big uh, pretzel from uh, Angel Food Bakery. I've seen. I know. I've seen your post. I know. And I literally, but you know, you've seen me post one time about it. Are you I going back daily? <laughs> <Same day. laughs> Two things. Okay. They are my new favorite egg sandwich. Because it has got fluffy biscuits, and then she, they're doing the sous vide egg, and you get cheese and sausage on there. And literally, I like show up, and everybody's in line for donuts, and I feel great because I'm like, nope, I'm here for the for the sausage egg sandwich, and it's perfection. But then I've been getting pretzels, and the pretzels are buttery, perfect, salty, marvelous, everything you want. Okay. So... That's my after running. Like I go running on Sunday mornings and then I go get a pretzel just to cancel it out apparently. But I love, like, it's just a great reward. Yeah. Okay. I just love it. Uh, Mine is, my second is like more of a series of things. Mm -hmm. We talked last week when we were at Rosedale about like day trips and getting out. I drove to Grand Rapids for unfortunately only a day because I did a book signing there. Yeah. But that Lake Pokegama. And the Grand Rapids, like, lakes area is very cute. The Judy Garland Museum was fantastic. Yes, well done. They have, like, her house, her farmhouse rebuilt on the grounds. Mm -hmm. There is a hotel that is an old, like, motor lodge that has been transformed into the Hotel Grand Rapids. Oh, cool. It's very cute. They've got lots of craft cocktails. They have a little, in the front lobby, they have a little bar, a little coffee shop. It's owned by the people that own Lakes and Company magazine, so it's very Instagrammable, very styled. Cute. There is a yurt in the parking lot of that course, you can hang out in. Of course, why wouldn't there be a yurt in the parking lot? There is a new um, bookstore up in that area. What is called it again? It's Pokegamon? Lake Pokegama. Okay. At, in Grand Rapids, in three Grand hours okay. away. Um, there is a new bookstore called Wild Flowers Bookstore. Oh, yeah. And I walked into the bookstore. It was their opening day. My book was right front and center, Yay. which was very exciting. And then also um, there is this place called No Po Kitchen. And they have a coffee shop, a craft cocktail bar, doing food. They also have a med spa right there. They have a um, spa. And as I was walking in to get my cup of coffee... I stopped for a second and I was like, what is that sound? There were so many frogs singing in the middle of the day. This like, I, it it was like the only other thing I can liken it to is the cicada sound when we are in, I've talked about being in Croatia and pulling up to the islands and hearing the cicadas. Yeah. I stopped. It was so glorious and so loud and so lovely. And I said to the barista, Oh my gosh, I had to stop and listen to the frog. She goes, isn't it crazy? They just arrived two days ago. Yeah, they just showed up. They just unbaked themselves from the bog. Yep. Literally, you guys, my house, which is next to both a pond and a swamp area. I got home from a thing last night, some Fred's house, and it was like... It was the, it was like a concert choir. I almost recorded it and put it on because of, but I'm it's like, spectacular. No, no, it's just for me. Okay, because I would like to hear that next okay, time. Well, so record tonight, it and send it to me. I will record it. It and was send it amazing. To you. It is. It is literally there's and I mean yeah that is my love language is frog song which I think is so bizarre but no, it's, it's sweet. like that's what attaches me to this world seriously. Okay, I love it. Cool. So you know oh, this feeling because yes. it was really mm-hmm. special. It is true. And then I drove home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, okay, so my second one, I'm going to give you a little teaser of the guy Noe, which is opening in Loring oh. Park, and I did a little sneak peek. Was that this week? I feel yeah, like it was. I've lost time. You but. did. So I have to just tell you about it because I'm super excited. 
And I'm going to run out of time, but I'm just we'll going to do We'll get you on the other side if we do. Yeah, okay. So it just it is Ann Ahmed's new space that's going into the former Four Bells. It was also Joe's garage. Um, and it's going to be so fun, you guys. It's going to be three levels of just really kind of like... It's going to be our gig, Shanson, because it is literally like, let's sit down with friends. Let's order a bunch of plates. Let's order a bunch of more plates. And then another bunch of plates. And just sampling and chatting and tasting and passing... And it's super casual. Like, you know, Kaluna is very, I think, formal and fine dining-y and beautiful in its elegance and resorty. This one is definitely like street food. Pop in, call your friends, tell them to come down. I love it. It's yeah. going to be great. A and little more relaxed, yes, as it were. Much more relaxed. And they're going to have like a ton of cocktails. And it's going to be like, I think there's going to be a, a chance here for people to really up their spice levels if they want. If they want. Because of the jows, which yeah. come alongside, which are these little salsas in Laos. And um, they're like, it's like a salsa, but it's a, it's a little hot sauce. And oh my God, they're just so Yum. delicious, but they are not pretending on the heat there. They are not pretending. Okay. So just Yum. be aware. I love it. So that's good. All right. uh, we're going to talk about farmer's markets when we come back. Let's do it. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Weekly Dish. We're really happy to have you here. <clears throat> just a couple of... Uh, Kind of, I guess they're not dribs and drabs, but the farmer's market, the Mill City Farmer's Market is open today. Today. And I just found some, what is going on? I found some new vendors. Okay. And I just wanted to talk about them because I was like, oh, these people look real good. There's an official preview next week. So you'll probably see a bunch of people on socials, you know, pimping everybody out, which yeah, is great. But I, I love think that I'm going to be gone. But you're going to be gone. I know. I'm sad for that because I think last year we ran into each other. And yeah, and we had made fun. Notes. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you about some of the vendors that are going to be there that I'm crazy about, and possibly some new ones that I don't know about that I'm excited about. Okay. So three uh, Trace Leche, three Leche uh, at the Mill City Farmers Market. They are the people that do these lemonades. And they have full bloomed flowers in them. So, like, imagine a stalk of lilac coming out of this very delicious lemonade. Yeah. They fill these lemonades with botanicals and flowers. And all I can tell you is it's just a super beautiful expression of the farmer's market. And where is this? All those things in this glass at the Mill City Farmer's Market. Okay. And Trace Light Chase is correct. Marco. And Uh, And just it's a non-alcoholic, just lemonadey thing. But have you not ever seen these? I don't know if I've seen the thing you're talking about. Oh, they're so I've I've had their cans. I have plenty of their beverages. I have. In fact, I have I think I have a still have a bottle of, you know, some vermouth from them or something. These are just lemonades in a cup. Yeah. Oh, they're selling them like to go as like a as like a as a consume at the moment thing. And they're full of flowers and they're really delicious. That's great. Um, something that I'm going to be exploring more this year, I think, cause I've reached out to them, but is this whole idea about American hazelnuts. Oh yeah. So, you know, we called these filberts when they would appear in drinks in Wisconsin or Minnesota, certainly in your white Russian, you'd have the two floating nuts and wonder why are these nuts in here? Well, hazelnuts grew indigenously in the, this area Yeah. and you, there's hazelnut flour, hazelnut syrups. So American Hazelnut Company is there at the farmer's market and they will have their different iterations of hazelnuts. And I'm just getting more into hazelnuts. There's a big push, a big, big push to bring them back to help them grow back naturally. In fact, remember uh, the burger farm out in uh, Monrovia by Eau Claire together farms. Mm -hmm. Um, They planted hazelnuts and tried to propagate them to go wild to feed their pigs. 
Oh, neat. And so it's really smart. That Those are blackberries are truth. Okay. Um, there is double dog kombucha, which I do like that kombucha. There is Green Garden Bakery, and this is a group from Heritage Park in North Minneapolis, and they have an eco-friendly vegetable-based dessert. So I thought it looked pretty cool. Um, green tomato cakes, beet brownies, uh, carrot pumpkin bread, lemon zucchini muffins. Is this like hiding your vegetables in your sweet things? Except I don't think they're hiding it. Okay. I think they're kind of going vegetable forward with it versus so I Jessica know, like, Seinfeld on it. Right. And I mean, forever the legend of Matt never taking a baked good of mine ever again because I made him black bean brownies. And he was like, so now... Anytime I hand him a baked good, he goes, are there black beans in this? I mean, like, anytime. Okay, what's so funny about that is Ellie is scarred by my putting zucchini in everything. Yes, And right. remember I made her birthday cake the yeah. one year with zucchini yes. in it, and she was not here for not it. Not here for it. So, yeah, we've both poisoned our children. Yeah, or actually we've tried to not poison them, but nonetheless we've turned them into... Make uh, them better human beings. Yeah, right. Um, Kiss My Cabbage Love. is really one of my favorite cabbages. And sauerkraut. Best sauerkraut on the market. I really like it, too. I'm just going to say that. Uh, It's lacto-fermented, and she's just, she's got jardinera, she's got sauerkraut, she has different flavors, they come in pints or quarts. Something about her just really does it for me. I really like her um, products. Yeah. Okay, Uh, Miss Kelly's Tea, who we like her tea a lot. I just had a blueberry lavender tea that she made last week. She's going to be there. Something that's kind of interesting is called Pure Ginger for You, and it's a raw, cold-pressed juice that's made in Maplewood, and they're organically sourced produce, and ginger is super good for you. So they're these, like, ginger-forward, cold-pressed drinks. Yes, great. Excited about that. Great. Our friend Jerry uh, will be there with her St. Pops, her all-natural popsicles. There will also be Serious Jam, which is Heidi Skoog, and her jams are great. Yeah. Um, a new pickle person I'd not heard of called Schmickle. Oh. And this was founded in 2018 by Nick and Felicia Schmidt. They make fine crafted Schmickles. That is 100%. You know that these are people who made family pickles like all the time. Correct. And people were like, we want your pickles. Can you get us some pickles? They're like so unique. They're Schmickles. Schmickles. Um, there is a company called Superior Provisions, which is doing bone broth. And it's local and sustainable, so that's new. Uh, well-rooted teas, which we talked yep. about a week or so ago, will be there. I love her. Do She's you know fantastic. about Tan's Kitchen when they're hot chili oil? No, because this is new to me too. It's an artisanal hot chili oil from Tony Schreiber. Okay. Um, he also has been at the winter markets. So I thought maybe you would have picked him up before. He's got a so. Korean barbecue. Chili. Okay. He's got a garlic shallot oil and a hot chili oil and then a hotter chili oil that was the winner of the 2022 International Flavor Awards. Well, hey. Yeah. Let's so have Let's get at it. He's got it. So just some some vendors that are going to be new. And that's, you know, Three Bar Oats is going to be there. Bakersfield Flower and Bread. This is Sunrise all Mill Flower, City you're talking. All at Mill City, correct. Which is opening today officially. Correct. And yeah. it's open every Saturday from 8 to 1. 8 to 1. And they also, you guys, if you haven't been there in a while, you know, they have demos they do a lot of little um fun baking things they often have q a's and discussions it's just a it's a great city farmer's market which is important for all of us i know have good markets it is okay here's another just weird dribs and drabs okay there is an orchard it's called hoke and it is 
in the process of finding someone to take over their orchard and their farm. Mm. They are working. There's all these groups that are working to help farmers that are transitioning out of their farms into retirement to find younger, fresher farmers. Yes. To take over these lands so that they don't get developed and they stay in the farm community. Right. Which is an amazing thing and really happy that that's happening. Yes, I love this. This is a farm in La Crescent, Minnesota, near La Crosse. Yep. And Farmland Access Hub is helping them transition their farm. So they have their farm for sale. They are vetting and trying to find someone to take over this farm in this cidery. Okay. But in the meantime, they have animals, right? So they are trying to house their animals because these animals have to go somewhere too, right? And they don't just want to send them to uh, the feedlot. Oh. So they are looking for people to rehome their pasture-raised farm animals. Okay. So if you think you could pasture one of 11 sheep, uh, there's 12 ewes and one ram. uh, So that's 12, sorry. Three pasture-raised orchard pigs, two sows and a boar. They are looking for you. Okay. So I know we have some people that listen to this show that have their hobby farms or that are farmers themselves. If you are interested in that, um, there is a contest online where they are taking applications and then they will come and They're vet you revert. Yeah, to make sure that... It's not like, that, hey, I have this great backyard. Yeah. It's, it's they need to make sure means. that you can care for the animals. I like that. But I just thought, like, it's pretty cool, This organiz- these organizations that are helping find the next generation of farmers because I mean, it'd be real guys, easy to take land in La Crosse, Wisconsin yeah. and turn it into a business or something else. Well, and, you know, the truth is, is that that's those big, giant farms tend to gobble up the small ones and then we get into that monoculture place where it's a little bit dangerous. So I really appreciate small farms staying small farms. Me too. So if you can home a you, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, We have a very special guest on the show today, you guys. We have Mr. Nate P from Shore Lunch with Nate P. Are you there? Are you there, Nate? I'm here. Hello, Steph. Hello, Nate P. Shore Lunch fan. (laughs) Oh, it's so nice to be on the radio. I'm so nervous right now. Are you so nervous? You're not going to swear. Oh my gosh! I don't. I do. I have to pull the dump button closer to me. So if you swear, I am going to do my best, but I can't promise anything. So get the dump button ready. To be honest, Nate, this is how I feel when I'm putting like frog skin on a lure. Oh. Have you ever used frog skin that to was, catch that fish? Was, that felt like that went right to the heart of something that I was not a part of. No, I get nervous when I'm fishing because oh. there's like, you, you're gonna... you got to touch all the things and put them on the hooks. Well, that I'm okay with. Uh, well, see, everybody gets nervous about something. I love oh. this. Okay, so we have Nate on today, you guys, because I uh, kind of discovered Nate's show for personally, I found it on YouTube. Uh, when he was doing a thing with Doug Flicker. And basically, this YouTube show of fishing and is a thing that I would never have... It's not me, right? I mean, I'm not like... I'm not a fisher person. I appreciate fisher people. But I I sort of stumbled upon it, and I was like, wait, this is really hysterical. And it's super funny and engaging. And I might have have members of my family who are currently addicted to watching (laughs) Shore Lunch with Nate P. I love it. Nate, tell us a little bit about the show. Uh, real high level about shore lunch with Nate Pete. Uh, Eric, 
who is uh, my partner on the show. He does all the editing and directing and producing. Uh, in 2020, we had some time on our hands. Yeah. So we decided to make this uh, fishing and cooking show uh, with the kind of idea that we wanted to do something that was really approachable uh, for anybody to do. Um, we wanted to tootle people on how to fish really simply and tootle people on how to make some uh, simple and fun uh, recipes and cook on the shore. And from there, it's kind of taken off, and uh, we have a really fun time doing it. We um, often don't catch – we don't even catch fish sometimes. on the shore sometimes. <laughs> sometimes there's no fish, <laughs> right. Sometimes there's no fish. We have like a we have a really fun time uh, making the show, but at the heart of it, it's all about the uh, you know the approachability piece, yeah, and showing people that you know like okay spaghetti carbonara that's a scary dish. <laughs> uh, it can be scary, it. yeah. It it can be done, and I I made it uh, for the first time on camera outside, and it wasn't that scary. So yeah, this is the key. That's you have like, the show is Nate, obviously, fishing, and he talks about some fishing tech, you know, and ways to do these things. But it's really also cooking. And so he's making these dishes, and it's always outside, like, on the shore, and trying to figure out how to make things. And I love the fact that it's literally on, like, like camp tables. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's, like, you know, you have to do it outside because that's what you're doing. Eric told us, Eric said the other day, we're going to change the name of the show to Two Guys and a Dirty Table. Because <laughs> they are always dirty when you're out at these like campsites. Yeah. Oh, this table is so filthy. It, one, at one time, it was very clean, but now it's just it's really gross. Well, and so, <laughs> and you've done all sorts of fishing. I mean, you've done like ice fishing in the wintertime, and you've done, you yep. know, like your favorite stream and all these kind of things. Tell us, like, how do you pick your location? Uh, location, we pick uh, if the fit, you know, we hope to go to a place where the fish are biting. Right. Um, we've been doing some traveling lately. So we've been, we, we did an episode recently in Portland where Eric lives uh, on the Willamette. Do you, is it Willamette? Yes, yeah. Willamette. Well done, yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. The Willamette River. Uh, and we went there because that's where Eric uh, lives and because I've always wanted to catch a giant uh, sturgeon. Wow. So that's why we picked that spot. Uh, sometimes we uh, pick a spot because there's no other spots to fish. So like this weekend, uh, wait, last weekend we filmed uh, in the water. You know how high the water is all yes. over the place? Yes. Like we we found a cool creek uh, to go fish uh, and uh that new episode will be coming out soon, so you'll have to watch to see if we caught fish or not. Oh, God. And do you ever, like, cook with, like, crayfish or things that aren't necessarily fish? We cook. So the uh, the cooking portion of it, uh, we we always release the fish. Okay. So we do we do kiss and release. We give a little smooch. <laughs> a little smooch. Uh, uh, we give a little smooch. Sometimes we'll smell the fish's breath to see if they've been <laughs> eating peppermints. <laughs> Uh, and then we release, and then we cook something else. So, like, yeah. uh, you know, episode one, we did a seared scallop. Yeah. Uh, and we've done fish uh, before. When we had Mr. Flicker on, mm-hmm. um, we cooked some mayhai mayhai. That's true. Fillets. Right. Mr. Doug Flicker. He helped us. He helped you with it. Mr. Right. Flicker. Mr. Doug Flicker. And you recently did an episode with Yee Vang. Mr. Bang. Mr. Yes, Bang. So sorry. <laughs> well, he's done a lot of TV recently, boy. That guy gets around. That guy is 
a uh, first of all a one Doug too wonderful people. absolutely. Uh, we just we filmed with Yia uh, last weekend. We had a super fun time. The guy is like he you see him on TV and he's exactly like that. He's just a genuine, uh, super nice, super talented. He taught us or he taught um, he taught a lot. Uh, he tootled me. He, he tootled you. What did he cool tootle stuff. you in? Well, I can't say. No, that's oh. going to be the new episode coming. New episode here, coming. So I don't want to give away too many spoilers. <laughs> right now, right, right. Well, what has been your favorite thing to cook on the shore so far? Uh, you know, the first episode where we made those scallops. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty fun. We uh, there's a thing that I I have like an issue where I always forget one thing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I feel so this the, issue deeply yes, on Fox, yes. and you have to make imaginary things happen. Yes. I always forget, like, and it's usually kind of an important thing. Oh, yeah. So for that one, I forgot the cooking oil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we had bacon, and we had some, like, yuzu olive oil, like finishing oil. Yeah. So I mixed them together and uh, seared the scallops in them, and they turned out really good. Oh, so funny. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I was just watching your grilled, your wood-grilled cheesy oysters. I mean, like, that's a thing oh, yeah. that I think... People can feel good about learning. It's I would so never simple. think to cook oysters right. shoreside. I mean, it was great. I just think that there's, was, and you, and you, Nate, you told me before that your wife is sort of helps you with like figuring out what to cook. Is that correct? Oh, she sure does. Yeah. You can tell uh, when the, when the recipes turn out really good, those are the ones that I've listened to her. Yeah. Uh, when the, when I fail at cooking, cause it does happen. Uh, those are the times that I've not been listening. Ah. So are you self-conscious when you have failures or do you just roll with it? Uh, I, I'm i really self-conscious right now. Uh, in front of the camera, I let her roll. I don't give it. I don't. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Okay, good. Because Stephanie's hand did move over to the dump button. But just very <laughs> ever so slightly. I'm sorry about that. I'm trying really hard. You're doing real good. You're doing real good. I Thank have you. to tell you something that's important that uh, my son in Tacoma, Washington, who's at college, um, sent me a picture of jorts and uh, that he's all into the jorts. And I'm like, you're not cool. You're not the first. Nate P. wears a lot of jorts. <laughs> jorts are jean shorts. He's a jort man, right? And your man. episode about Sucker for Jorts, which is the Korean-influenced fried chicken sandwich episode, is a great one to watch. Oh, thank you for uh, thank you for that plug. Yeah. That was a, that was a super fun episode. Um, we were dealing with some... Uh, weird water conditions. That was last spring I when know. that was filmed. Yeah. Uh, it was really fun. We, and we caught fish in it, which was cool. And we got to wade out in the water. So the uh, the usefulness of those high shorts really came into play that day. We will link that uh, episode on our Facebook page. Um, are, when you're just like out and about in your regular life and you're not filming, like where do you find yourself ending up to eat? What's, where's your like neighborhood spot? Neighborhood spots. Uh, we go to Petit Leon quite a bit. Oh yes, very good. Uh, love that place. Lowbrow, that's right in the right in the neighborhood yep, here. Yep. Love the lowbrow. Uh, Mika, uh, Mika, you know, Yia's pop up. Yes, uh, so good. Blurp was great. Mika, super. I love that place. Uh, and you Bullshorn know, too. Nate is a he's a bullhorn. Yeah. In his other the... life, he's also a beer guy. Right? Is that correct? I'm a beer boy. He's a beer yes, boy. I'm a good boy, beer boy. So, uh, I work for Fulton Brewing, selling their delicious beer. Congratulations. Yes. They just won a Minnesota award for their 300 IPA. 
So we sure did. And I, uh, I had celebrated with many 300 <laughs> since, <laughs> since that, since that happened. Okay. Nate, give uh, us one, as far as like someone who wants to get into fishing since, you know, fishing tech is a big part of the show. Is there an easy way to like, how does someone just start in case to, you're yeah, wondering Yeah, we it. are giving fishing tips on the yes. weekly dish because it is because yeah. it's a way to get it's your food. food. Correct. But is there any sort of like hot tip you can give to listeners who want to start to be fisher people? You know what? The hot tip is don't be uh, don't be scared. Don't yeah. be nervous. Jump in and get after it. Same thing with the cooking part. Yeah. If you want to start fishing, I would go to my local bait shop and say, uh, "I'm looking to start fishing. Can you help me pick out a rod and reel and uh, let her rip?" Okay. It's a uh, fishing is a lifestyle. It's super fun. It's uh, something anybody can do, and we have so many cool opportunities uh, in Minnesota. Uh, it's just a great thing to do. So, yeah, I, I'd say that's the best. Okay. And then tell us what's coming. What should we expect on the show coming up? Like, what are, what are, what are we looking for? Exciting things that you have coming up on the on the YouTube channel. We have some very exciting things. So, uh, namely, our episode with Yia Vang. Yep. Uh, that's going to be coming out here in the middle middle part of May. Okay. Are we? Is it May? It's it May. is. Yeah. It is May. So, yep. Soon. Like One more weeks, week to the middle. Here. Right. No, I'd say right around the third week in May, that'll be coming out. We release uh, one video a month, uh, so it's not a huge output, but we really try to nail it with the high quality, uh, high quality things. Love it. We love it. We're excited. All right. We're going to stay. That's coming up. We also have, uh, we're going to be traveling, uh, doing some really sweet travel shoots on the East Coast uh, in June. Yeah. and some, yeah, that's going to that's gonna be really cool. So, yeah, some traveling. We got new shows coming out. We got uh, all kinds of fun stuff happening. It's, a, uh, it's really been fun doing this, and we're starting to get some more opportunities to do uh, cool things. Okay. We are going to put your link up. We're gonna, I'm going to first link up to the uh, George, Sucker for George, because that's just, I love that episode. <laughs> but I really want to encourage our listeners to tune in to, uh, to Short Lunch with AP all the time. And, Nate, you're going to have to keep us, uh, you know, kind of tuned into what's coming up with your new recipes that you're doing too. I sure will do that. Uh, we have, uh, we're going to have at some point soon, uh, a place online where you can go and look at all the recipes in Perfect. one spot. Marvelous. I feel like I there's a true like North a, collaboration happening I here somehow. Get, yeah. And plus we're coming on your show at some point. I'm just saying that you've come on our show. So now we're going to come on. Your oh show. yeah. Uh, we can definitely make that happen. I think that would be, <laughs> I got awesome Ely, time. Minnesota I, in my back pocket. <laughs> I love it. And I, I got to tell you both, too, thank you uh, so much for this opportunity to be on your show. This is really cool, and uh, it really means a lot to us. You're very gracious. Thank very you awesome. for being our guest. All right. We are going to take a quick break, people, and then we'll be, uh, we'll be right back. Time. I'm the problem. It's me. I love this song. <laughs> Taylor's got it going on. I know. Okay. She's coming into her own. Can we? I also would like to recommend a book, which I know... This is not that show, but why not? Oh. Um, I have been listening to, and I'd encourage you to listen, the audible book by Bono called Survivor, I think. It's his memoir. Oh. It's very long, so I'm listening. But he also does acoustic songs throughout it. Yeah. And just talks all about like the beginning of the band and all the people they've met along the way. What's fascinating about you too is it's that was kind of like my era it, band. It was your favorite of <clears throat> the moment. But also these kids are four kids that went to parochial school together. 
And they, I, mean, I will be honest, I don't know very much about them. I but love that them, they're but still like in this band. Yeah, that's arguably one of the best bands in the world, and grew up together. One of the best scenes about it when he talks about food, he gets really animated. Yeah, he his mom died when he was fourteen, and he has a brother and his father, and they were all basically grief stricken, but no one talked about it. Yep. So he was like, all of a sudden. We had to like cook food for ourselves. His brother at 17 got a job at the Aer Lingus, which is the national airline of Ireland airport. Yeah. And his brother would bring home tinned meals. And he was like, these were from foreign lands like lasagna, you know, like that was a big deal. (laughs) Right. So for six months, all he eats is airline food. And by the time he's getting super sick of it, they make an announcement Sorry, it's allergy season. Yeah. They make an announcement at his school that they've created a partnership with the airline and they're going to be having hot lunches at school. And he was just like, oh, Oh my God, that's all he ate for six months. Oh, my God. So just funny. And then he talks about his manager being kind of a snobby British guy who they the manager is an incredible part of the story, too, because they all are 20 percent, the band members and the manager. Really? So they're all equal. Oh, that's nice. But the band manager like loves to eat good food. So he only books them on their first European tour in cities where there's great, like, you know, great restaurants. Yeah. So that's kind of funny, too. Oh, my God. Um, Hey, did you hear about the Taste of Minnesota coming back? I got so many feels. I know. I was going to ask you about that. I got a lot of feels. So Taste of Minnesota, if you guys remember at all, was a thing that, uh, I mean, it ended in 2015, but I remember driving there as a, you know, 23-year-old, you know, back in the early 90s, kind of, you know, it's been around for a long, long time, big, you know, free concerts, and then you pay for the food and all the sorts of stuff. It's, it's had highs, it's had lows, it's been great, it's been horrible. Uh, they last played it in 2015, and then it just sort of stopped. And um, it's coming back. And it's coming back to downtown Minneapolis. It feels like there's a bunch of people involved. Um, I'm just going to say I feel like Taylor Carrick is involved, <laughs> who owns Dispatch because it's being sponsored by Dispatch. And he has much said, we're curating it and we're putting it on. So, And, of course, Taylor is our friend who did the zombie pub crawl, so he knows how to do big events. I'm just interested. I'm curious about it. How? What are your feels? Well, my honest feel is I'm curious about the $1.8 million the legislature is going to supposedly give them to host this event. I'm going to tell you that that seems to be everybody's weird feeling about it. As someone who produces events and that doesn't are paid get for by sponsors and philanthropic people, uh, I find it really surprising, a bit egregious, and... I would much rather see this $1.8 million go into a festival fund that could help Many any festival events. that applied for things like police costs, security, the security costs on these festivals, like Grand Old Day, it, that's coming back this year too, went from spending $33,000 a year on police and security to their bill is now 100000 So that's why these festivals are not happening and why things are taking longer to fund like Basilica Block Party, Rock the Garden, so that you'd pick one festival and give them $1.8 million of the legislative taxpayer money. I don't understand. That's it seems short of that. Yeah. I'm all for exciting, fun things to bring people back to downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. So if you could do that in a way that was more equitable or fair from this legislative standpoint, if we separated that out. Yeah. 
good for you. I hope it works. I hope people come and have a great time and that makers get to sell products and vendors get to have food trucks and all of those things. Yep. But at the same time, it is correct. There are other festivals who are strapping it and trying to figure it out and to have a new thing also that doesn't, a new old thing that also doesn't necessarily name who is running it. Like, And it's not transparent. It's not transparent. And that's what I think most people are very concerned about. Because I, you know, our friend Blois Olson is also involved, who is a political reporter and is very involved at the Capitol. Um, Andrew Zimmern is a food ambassador. I'm not quite sure what that, that means. a little weird, right? And again, I'm all for these things. I just think there should be transparency and perhaps a fun setup. It, you know, I'm from Ely, Minnesota, too. Like, I'm sure they'd love some money to host a seasonal festival. Their blueberry festival is paid for by the artist booths. And right. everybody, every neighborhood, every community is bootstrapping. Orono's got a fireworks celebration. I just don't understand why this one got picked and why it's not transparent about how it got picked. And well, I think in the next few weeks, we're going to find out because I think that there's enough people who are also very confused and, and worried about not just the planners, but, you know, people who are concerned about like, what does this, you know, what does this look like? What does this mean for everything else then? And all and and Uptown Art Fair and Pride, all of these events that are self-funded by sponsorship dollars and the vendors who apply to be there. Yeah. I just feel like we're setting a weird precedence that I don't understand. Yeah. And yep. I want all these festivals to happen. And I am excited about any time that you can gather people in an area, in a community to celebrate our town. I'm all for that. So great. Love it. Just concerned about that piece of it and don't understand. Okay. I think we'll stay tuned on this. Though. Yeah, I think so. Probably I think we too. Should. I love that. Um, hey, I just do also want to shout out that uh, we have, um, you know, my favorite little greener pastures organization, the nonprofit that works to, you know, connect people with farmers and all this sorts of good stuff. They have um, a farm to table activism dinner uh, on Friday, May 19th, coming up in Minneapolis from 5 to 8 p.m. Uh, there's a 15% sale through Monday because there's only four tickets left. It's 165 uh, dollars per person, but it is also a five course meal and it is Yum. a you know nonprofit. There's some really great looking things on this menu. I'm not kidding you. That seems uh, yummy. So I'm going to put that link up for you guys. Yeah, so definitely. And their up. links are up of the brunches we talked about. We'll put Nate P's show up. Thanks for listening and we'll be back ciao, with you ciao. next week.